The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engage. I'm a Wall Street alum, top WBE CEO, and a LinkedIn top voice. I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, DC Marshall. I'm Mita Malik. I'm a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. My book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is available now for pre-order on Amazon. Awesome. And if this is your very first time tuning in, Mita and I started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces from my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita from her perspective as a South Asian woman, what we do is we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. um, And then we provide you with tips, not on how to survive in organizations where you are, but how do you thrive? And so uh, let's move into today's show topic. Mita, what are we talking about today, my friend? I want to talk about something I've experienced, but also some of our listeners reached out to us. You know, in the most recent seasons, we've been we've been taking listener questions. We have an amazing community, Roundtable Talk community. Yeah. Thank you so much. How to respond when they rescind the offer, D? How oh, to respond good. when they rescind the offer? It is a tough market good. right now. Yeah. I know a lot of our friends are looking, looking for the next opportunity, getting opportunities, having them yeah. rescinded. Ooh, so D and I are going to spill the tea, unpack this, and leave you with some tips. But D, have you ever had an offer rescinded? Have you ever experienced that? Mm-hmm. I don't think I have. I haven't. I would have. I would have remen- remembered. I have been on the uh, downsize list. Several, mm. several restructuring. I've lost my job, but not an offer rescinded. How about you? No. Ooh. Oh yes. Have you? Yes. 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 Really? Oh what? yes. You don't remember the okay. story, Jimmy? Okay. Go. I don't go. Go. Oh. 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 Okay. Go. She's <laughs> like. Go. Oh. Oh. Let me see if I can surprise D. I love it, y'all, when I can surprise D with the story because she's like, I haven't heard this one. What? And then she drops the floor. I would be a listener of of this show every always because the stories are so... I now understand people when they stop me everywhere. So go. Let's hear the story. Go. So the story is several years ago, I'm approached by, I'll say friend in quotes, to apply for a process job with her that she gets connected to through an executive recruiter. So what's the opportunity? A big agency, I won't say who, is looking to start a marketing consulting arm. They're looking for two founders to start this arm, and they're going to invest in those two founders. So it's through an executive recruiter. So this friend and I go through this process where I'm going to say... I think it was close to 90 days, three months. We're interviewing, we're meeting the executives there. We create a pitch 
deck about ourselves, about the business. We then create financials. We actually start thinking about a name. And along the way, D, along the way, I say to this friend, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable about this. I feel like we're giving away a lot of intellectual property and ideas, but we don't have an offer yet. And we keep going through this and going through this. Now, this is a big agency. I said the name. It's reputable, big offices, going to meet the execs. Happening, happening, happening. And then we have lunch meeting. I mean, it just keeps going, going. Then we get offers. We get offers. Mysteriously, D, my offer is rescinded. Hers is not. She goes on to this firm and is still there. And I have given all my ideas away. The offer is rescinded. They say that the board doesn't approve my profile, but the board approves her profile. Now, because this is the round table talk and because we talk about experiences, women of color, yes, I'm going to bring the race element into it. And I know people will say, why are you bringing the race element? I will say I was a woman of color. The person I was friend was a white woman. Everybody I interviewed with was a white man or a white woman. And mm-hmm. so I'll just leave it there. But yeah. that's, that's a painful rescinding of an offer. That's a painful. I remember. I remember. remember. I remember. Anybody, that would be painful to anybody, all of us, the strong, you know, the, the toughest of us and those who have been through. I do remember this. And wow. Um, just to hear it again. And all of the work that went in is, it's, it's just, um, it's horrible. And I guess, you know, I'll first start by saying, yeah, race matters. It does. In this situation, you can't help unsee. And mm-hmm. so I think this is for allies here, because certainly for our brown sister friends here, they get it. But for allies, I think this is where you lean in. Yeah. It's, we, I don't think it's a fair response to say what what does race have to do with it know that we see race in our lived experiences in this example yes the entire interview panel um is a majority population majority cis white population and then you know you can't take both but you take one you cannot unsee it and so um this is so unfortunate. And I'm, I'm going to tell you from a number of ways. So not just because yeah. they didn't take select the both of you, but also because you gave a lot of IP, a lot of IP. Oh, so yes. for allies, also for allies, I'm going to say this. Um, and I, I'll, you know, I'll try to hold my uh, recommendations until the tips. But I think you have to be very careful because there's a couple flags here when organizations are asking for that much information or IP. I think everything is up for review now from an equity integrity perspective. So that would be up for review of the IP, um, not just of the agency, but also of the the partner, you know, I think to some extent. Um, And then number two, what would be up for review is why not both? So board approves uh, one partner and not the both. They're a partner. They're a team. It's almost like us here. We're this show. Brown tables. Now, it doesn't mean that we couldn't go off and write our books separately. We do everything else separately. But on this one thing, 
We went in together. So like LinkedIn couldn't say, we're going to take Mita and not D and leave D. Nope, that's not going to happen. Or we're going to take D and leave Mita. Not on this project, right? It was our joint effort. So for them to rescind the offer, it would have to be rescind from the both. Or that's a big flag. I love that. Pause and rewind because D just dropped so many gems. What did I say? Allies. What did I Especially say? Catch everything up. is up for review. Everything, everything is up for review. And the integrity piece, the IP piece, right? Yep. So here's the interesting thing. The next part that happens is I'm back in my bed eating Cheetos, 10 a.m. I'm crying. I'm bawling. I rarely cry to my mother. I saw her in person. I like fell apart. Just I would have. I definitely would have. I definitely would have. About yeah. this. Yeah. Because I actually thought, we had, by the way, a celebratory dinner on the books with our spouses. What? Because we thought it was happening because we had the offers. We signed them and then they rescinded. So suspect, so suspect that my profile didn't fit the bill from the board. So here's the thing. I'm very angry, very angry and upset and hurt. And I'm like, I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to write a letter to the chairman. I'm going to write a letter to this person, that person. And my friend, Jill Katz, who I adore, she runs Assemble HR. Please check her out. Uh, She says to me, I send a letter and I do what I always tell people not to do. I don't send the letter. I write it. Excuse me. It's the journal entry. It's the letter you write in your journal and you throw away or you burn. You don't actually send that letter, right? right? You can write it, but then you write another letter. And so then Jill who is super, super busy, just like you are badass on a Saturday, rewrites the letter for me. And that's the letter I send to the agency, which basically is along the lines of, I respect your decision. I disagree with it. And I want to make sure you don't do this to another candidate in the future. That you don't take someone through so many rounds take their intellectual property. Now go back to one of our other podcast episodes where we talk about stop stealing ideas in the interview mm-hmm. process. And then you rescind the offer. And not only that, you take the other person who's the co-founder, you take the white woman and now she's leading the company with my ideas and yep. you've taken me out of the equation. And so it was funny because I think they got scared because this gentleman wanted to talk to me afterwards and I, I didn't want to, but my friend Jill said, do it, be an adult. And it was a quick conversation. And I just said, I hope you don't do this to anyone again. That's my hope. I'm not yeah. trying to undo this because now you showed yep. me who you are. What does Dr. Yeah. Maya Angelou say? What did she yep. teach us? When people, when people show, show you who you they who are, they believe are. them. Believe sometimes, the first time. First time yep. It takes me 10 times, D, sometimes 10 times later. I'm still like, you know, giving people chances. And I was like, I don't even want to work here. So I'm not going to try to undo this. But I'm telling you, don't do this to someone else. And because I am who I am, I would never say the names of any of these individuals. Of course you would. It doesn't matter. I wouldn't. But it happens. It's horrible. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. But so that's my question to you. Pretty. Mine is a much more dramatic, in-depth rescinding of the offer. But... What do you think people should do if someone's listening and this is happening in the marketplace, your offer is rescinded? Like, yeah. what do you do? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I think um, I think it was fair to write, uh, to respond. Um, when you know that you, that there's a flag or there's a foul sure. in the yes. rescinding, right? If there's a rescinding and um, 
you know, and you have and you suspect that it is not a fair and equitable because I think sometimes companies, you know, uh, maybe leadership changes. Right. There are sure. there's like yeah. a fine line or that 20 percent. If you think about the 80, 20, the 20 percent of we- or 80 percent, perhaps that is legitimate and 20 percent is a flag. And so I think if you feel like you have uh, not been handled um, in integrity, write a letter and respond. I know a woman who her husband um, got a letter or his offer was rescinded by a big financial house and a really big position. Mm. He happens to be um, a retired military, um, happens to be a black male. And she coached her husband, right? Uh, here's what we're going to do. Write mm. a letter, an email to the CEO and the title or the subject in the email should be company XYZ rescinds office to decorated military veteran or something like that. Yep. They came back and they, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And let me tell you why that's good. What you did and what they did is because the CEO and the C-suite often, they don't know about the, the, um, Sometimes what's happening when it's a larger organization now, in your case, it was, they were, they were pretty high and the board was involved. And so you, you know, um, I think you did the right thing. I do think it's fair and reasonable if you feel like you've been mishandled to write a letter, write a letter first to the, to the organization. I think that's fair and reasonable. I think it goes directly to the C-suite. I really do. I think if the C-suite is involved, I think it goes to the board. Um, And then, you know, I I mean, I, I, I will I will say this about your um, situation. You know what? I want to give a strategic play here, um, but I guess I'll I'll hold it because mm, there okay. is there. Well, be, you know why? Because let me just say collectively for all of us, for people who identify as underrepresented, yeah. right? There is a unified effort to have and and um, share this insight with your local representatives, the people who represent the lawmakers. Mm-hmm. Why? Because those lawmakers, you see where I was going with this, but mm-hmm. you know it would be you know where yeah. I'm going. Those lawmakers will begin to collect that data and they can run an inquiry. And the inquiry mm-hmm. goes, hey dear company XYZ. We understand there's a trend happening. Rescinding authors. It happened to be that the last few, uh, you know, downsizing were all or were majority women or majority people of color. So that's a more collaborative um, initiative. And I think where there's an opportunity, right? So so there's a personal response and then there's a collective community response. And I think there is a banding together of underrepresented populations Mm -hmm. to begin collect experiences and then share those experiences with the people who represent you in Congress. Why? Because they want to know they're advocating. They are having conversations with corporate and holding corporate accountable. And that is some of the work that I do with in another hat, which is we hold this under the umbrella of equity integrity code or equity integrity mm. clause. And if you believe you've been offended or been not handled appropriately under equity integrity clause, then 
I think it's fair to collect receipts. I think also I'm going to give you a third. Speak up for yourself. Um, number four, have your allies. Where are the allies? Ask your allies to um, to inquire if an offer has been rescinded or if you think you've been mishandled. Do you, Is there an ally, maybe externally, maybe in the industry, mm-hmm. maybe who knows yeah. someone who could find out there, who could, you know, let me, I know so-and-so at that at that company. Let me, let me just do some, you know, let me just make a call and see kind of what's happening over there. And they may come back and say, um, you know, nope, it's legitimate. They're going through some things. They're about the clean house and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. so I know I said a lot, but what, what do you Amazing. get from that? Media? No, I remember. Well, first of all, you never gave me that tip before to talk to my local. I think I did. I, you wrote I for know, co- a few you- years ago. Maybe you didn't. Maybe I forgot. Maybe I was overwhelmed yeah. eating Cheetos and crying. Well, we were going to do more. And well, let me say this and I'll give it back to you. We were going to do more. Um, but I did remember, I, I love that Congress engaged you when I made that connection and they asked you to contribute an opinion, uh, render yes, an opinion. Did. I think it was on moms and back to work. Yes. And so let's, yes. let's drop this gem. Let's drop this gem in terms of opportunity and access that. that we have. We have a strategic relationship with, um, you know, with policymakers. And I say we, because Mita and I are friends. And so while she holds down- It's really D. It's really D and I just come along. Well, that's what I'm saying. So me, I hold down like the other, some some strategic other relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there was an instance where- Members of Congress, they asked for some uh, an opinion and no insight on uh, returning to work and moms. And I handed it off to Mita. They asked me, but th- and I think you know what we should put this in the parking lot. This is another one. They asked me. I said, "Oh no, it's not me, but it is my co-host. This is my partner. She's the expert." in this very topic. She contributes to Harvard Review. She writes for others. And then you wrote the um, the letter, the opinion, and it went specifically to the DNI subcommittee for uh, U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, shame, uh, receipts, receipts, shameless, shameless plug, but there you go. Okay. Oh but God. let's come back. We were going to, we're going to do more with that, but let's come back. So what, 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 what do you get from what I'm sharing about the personal response, the allies and, or then there's a collective thing that we need to advocate for us and bring that to policymakers because they will get corporate together. Okay. I loved what you said about 80, 20, because not every offer that's rescinded has ill intent behind it. Yeah. Budgets are cut. Market, sh- market dynamics. Leaders move on. There are other things happening. And hopefully, if the company does the rescinding of the offer with respect and kindness, it is received by the individual differently. Right? That wasn't in my case. But so I love that you said that. You know what I was thinking was, throughout my process that I went through, until the offer was finally rescinded. I met a lot of people I liked along the way. And I wondered if one of them would have been an ally and spoken up. So that's what I wanted to leave the audience with, that if you see this happening, you see something, say something. I remember this gentleman who was the director of finance who I had met with, white man, really liked him and vibed with him as we were showing the business case. I'm like, where were you when they rescinded my offer? I'm thinking, right? But I'm just wondering that. And I don't know because I was a candidate. I don't know what conversations were happening internally. But that's what I would say for allies listening, what DJ said about the 80-20, if it goes into that 20%, 
where you feel like something's off about this offer being rescinded, you have an obligation, a responsibility to speak up and intervene and say, wait, wait a minute. Why are we rescinding Mita's offer, but not the other candidate? And they were a team together. This doesn't make sense. Can we have a conversation about this before you send that note to her? Let's let's get in a room and discuss. Let's get on the call. That was really powerful. The other thing, which I we have so many parking lot topics, we have so many topics to get through. But the other thing that's really interesting is this idea that keeps coming into my head that we have to talk about. It's we've been socialized. Don't burn bridges. Don't burn the bridge. Don't send the no. Don't send the no. So I will tell you, a lot of people said told me not to say anything and not to send the no. Let it go. It's not personal. It's business. It's not personal. It's just business. Don't send a no. Don't do anything. Just move on. And it's almost like we've been socialized. Like it's another way to silence us. Don't Mm -hmm. speak up. So, oh, don't burn bridges, right? By sending that note, Mm -hmm. you're burning a bridge. And I remember, D, I called Carol. I called Q. I called our little community. And everyone I I talked to said, you don't want to work there anyways. (laughs) Like, don't worry about it. This this happened for a reason. Again, go back to our our episode on rejection is redirection. This happened for a reason. I'm glad they rescinded the offer. I'm glad. Because we we were interviewing there and you didn't want to be there anyways. But how do you, uh, that's a whole other thing about the burning bridges. I want to have that discussion at some point with you. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Yeah, I think you're right. We are socialized um, and uh, socialized not to speak up, advocate for ourselves. And that gig is up. That That gig is up. It is not not served us. Silencing is canceled. Not burning a bridge is canceled because it has not served us. It has been a way of, to your point, socializing us um, when our experience is different than the person who is saying, no, just let it go. That was part of the business and culture, uh, corporate culture, right? In fact, we have these unspoken rules of the workplace, and that's one of them, but that has not served us. Our experience mm-hmm. is is different. And so what will serve us is, um, you know, and I've got to think of a better way to 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 share this, but yet burn burn the bridge. Because oh, burning burn, the bridge I say detonate the bridge. Bur- no, just kidding. <laughs> yes, burning the bridge means you advocating for yourself. And you need oh. to, and I think you gave us a great example. You you need to speak up for yourself. So now we with the burning the bridge meant silence. No, you need to amplify and download and document um, and capture these experiences because they are receipts to advocate for change. Yes. I'm gonna yes. say that again. Advocating. Advocating, downloading, documenting respectfully. Respectfully, I think the way that you did yeah, it, Mita, on a letter, documenting it, and if you have to have one conversation, and then and then it's complete. You have done 
what you needed to do. You have been a responsible individual to advocate because I think a lot of us have been, uh, we are so, you know, we're uh, used to operating in fear of, of retaliation or being blackballed and not getting the job. So then that means that we are not telling the truth and our truth about our lived work experience and, um, you know, the, the way that we are handled. So I say, not burning the bridge is canceled. You want to be uh, respectfully, you want to advocate for yourself and oh you got to, you got to there. I think, cause I think that's the biggest miss right now. The reason why yes. so much of workplace culture and the ways that we are handled continues is because there are not enough people who will speak up and to uh, speak up uh, respectfully yeah. and in a positive and, way. Yeah. yeah. And this is why we started the Brown Table Talk podcast, because we are in a different season of our lives. Like when I sent that note, I didn't send it to try to get them to unrescind the offer. I yep. sent it to send a signal because you can't do this to the person who comes after me. You can't do this again to anybody. And I'm going to call yep. you on. That was really what that was for. It wasn't a, I want that job so badly because they had showed me who they were. I was like, there's no way I'm going to go work there, but you can't do this to anyone else. And so that's what I would say is like, there's an opportunity for us to think about for allies as well. It's like, how do you ensure this doesn't happen again? And you speak up in the moment because then the cycle just continues. And it is the like, don't cause trouble. Don't ruffle the feathers. Yeah, just yeah. leave quietly. Let the offer, you know, just move on and move forward. And I'm, exactly what you said. No, yeah, yeah, canceled, yeah. canceled, canceled, canceled. Yeah, I need to capture this in my diversity fails. Like you know, I try to keep yeah. a running list of, but when they're public, um, certainly yeah. you know we want to be respectful because I know the both of us we. We manage a fine line of having yummy, amazing relationships with great brands and businesses and right, all of that. Of but course, then we're also course. women of color who have experiences. And so we're, you know, we're managing this line of we know yummy, amazing people and big brands, but then we also yeah. know our experience. Um, but when those uh, hashtag fail, diversity fails are in the public domain, um, yes. you know, we capture, we capture those and we really capture them not. Because we, you know, get excited about people's shortcomings because we all have them, but we capture them to share them so you don't make the same mistake. And so I think that's a lesson for allies here. You know, we share the stories here and even at Diverse and Engage, um, again, we capture diversity fails. We call them hashtag uh, diversity fails for the purpose of learning to say, if you make a mistake, cause we're all making mistakes, just don't make this one. Just Never this bring one. two women together and try to divide. Never bring women, people of color together mm-hmm. and over uh, take advantage or manipulate a process and ask for their IP because everything is up for review right now. So I think that's the big lesson here. Everything is up for review. I get excited yes. about the possibility, the opportunity, right? You yep. learn from this mistake. Because guess what? Someone should have called me with the check, D. They could have also said, and they did. They said, oh, we'll pay you for this. I said, okay, so tell me how much. Never heard from them again. And at that point, it wasn't worth it. But they had also they also knew. Because I also was like, said to the, the friend in quotes, so what's going to mm-hmm. happen to all the ideas I gave? All right, I'm going to talk to them. We're going to pay you for it. Mm-mm. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. They knew th- this could, she could, this could be a claim. This could be a lawsuit. 
I think they knew. And and I'm going to tell you, that's a lawsuit. I'm not an attorney, but no, that would be one. And you know what? This is probably another for another show in the parking lot. We all have a lot of cases that we could yes. um, present, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have the energy. We, you don't, you, you know, you just don't have the energy. But I do think the case that we make is not a legal clay, uh, case or a legal claim, but mm-hmm. there's something to be said for capturing and documenting all of our mishandlings of, of, of sorts. So mishandling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like another podcast. <laughs> so before we go to tips, you're going to love this, D. My husband was right again. During this whole process, his red flags are up. He's like, really? What's going on here? You're going to do this? What? What, what, what? This just continues. Like you're having another meeting, another dinner, another lunch, and then we're doing a celebratory dinner. Okay. Like his radar was up the whole time. And see, I told him to see. be quiet. I said, be quiet. Let me, see? Let me do. My husband is always right. He's, I, lo- I, I like that guy. I like that dude. It's annoying. It's yeah. Annoying. I like yeah. him. You, but we need, you know, but, but you know what? I always, I, I know we got to go to tips, but yeah. I like, I like, like, like love his perspectives because he's a real cool, calm, collected person, man, and, you know, and genius. And so he doesn't, you know, he, he, in a critical thinker is what I always get. So when he questions things or the way he responds, it's very telling. And you know, my biggest lesson that I get from your husband is he's responding and thinking, this is, men aren't handled like that. And men don't, I think he has that perspective of always, always curious and inquisitive about, oh, wait, okay, is that, okay, is that what's happening here? And, and the process. So I love that he called it out because he knows for him, for men, and you know, this is probably too broad of a statement. You all know, y'all aren't going to 10 meetings and having to actually, let's put this in the parking lot. You know what that was? That was an audition. That was an audition to see if you could really do it. And also put in the parking lot, I told you this when that happened, you are a threat. You are a threat. Could we talk oh, about every, yes, yes, on another podcast, everybody? I'm up for this model minority they thought you were. They don't expect you. And I'm, that's a term that's out in the public yes, domain. Yep. But mm-hmm. I told you that, but you, you all are genius and unassuming. Mm-hmm. And then it's, and yep. so you were a threat. They're like, she could run the whole agency, the board, and you run circles around this entire institution. Mm-hmm. So we cannot have her over it. here. We will take this. So, all right, take us the tips. All right, tips. Yeah. tips. All right, Dee, as always, love this conversation. And now we're headed to the end of how to respond when they rescind the offer. One of the questions we got from our community. So now we're heading into the tips. Dee, could you take us to one and two? All right. So I will share tip number one and two. And then we're also going to download them on browntabletalkpodcast.com. So tip number one is evaluate 80-20. And the 80-20 rule is, remember, not all offers that are rescinded are bad, or they don't. They may not necessarily come from a, an evil place or a, or a bad place. And so you have to first evaluate 80-20. And then once you evaluate, number two, you have to 
process and download. So process and download means journal, write the letter. Um, and then you have to just determine if you're going to save it or send it, save it or send it, right? You're going to process and download the whole experience and save and send means uh, like Mita, perhaps you are going to send the letter somewhere to the C-suite, the board, um, or you're just going to save it. It's not worth it. You know that uh, it is fair and fine to move on. And so that would be tip number two and over to you, Mita, for tip number three. I love that, T. So number three, this is for all of you allies listening. Thank you for being here with us. Step up. And as D said, you could be a hero to your company. Step up and intervene and ask the questions. What is happening? Go back to that 80-20. Is this something that's happening because of the marketplace dynamics? Or is this not a fair and equitable rescinding of the offer? And as D said... Everything, my friends, is up for review right now. Dee, thank you so much. Thanks for our community. We're at the end, but if you love this episode, please send it. Someone who needs to hear it today, go follow us on Apple and Spotify, subscribe and review, and we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.